0: Hello everybody. Welcome to the Arkansas Independence Podcast. We're back with another episode. This time I get to have a local on with me. I got Vincent Anderson on. Vincent's also uh, living in Baxter County. Vincent's running for Justice of the Peace District 10 of Baxter County of Arkansas. And Vincent, first off, I really want to thank you for coming on because I'm looking for an education myself. I think we can, can provide one to some folks out there. So I got all kinds of questions for you about what a JP okay. does and all kinds. Of, but first off, tell us a little bit about yourself and what made you decide to run?
1: Okay. Well, um, I was born in mountain home. Uh, I was raised in the area. I went to school in Gainesville, Missouri. Oh, cool. Uh, after that, I ended up going to the Air Force. Uh, I Wanted to go see the world. And uh, I got stationed at Little Rock Air Force Base. And so, after that, um, I've been back in Baxter County area since 1988, and in that time, um, I've, I've lived around here, here in Baxter County. Uh, in the 90s, late 90s, some people may know us, that my wife and I, we owned the Cherry Tree Bookstore from 1997 through 2000, and we sold the store, and after that, I kind of had to do another soul searching, what I really wanted to do, uh, through the VA. Um, my benefits I actually went back and got college and I got a bachelor's in education and, um, 2015, I started again back in college and I got my graduate degree in American history from American military university. And so I've been here, um, pretty much local and the Ozarks is pretty well deep in me. And I am a historian and, uh, I love the Ozarks, and that's that's my specialty of Ozarks history, and so that's my kind of thumbnail sketch. I've got two grown kids, and so, yeah.
0: I knew you were educated. I actually didn't know you had a graduate degree, so go you, and you got it later in life, it sounds like. I, yeah, I was like,
1: I think I was the oldest, probably the oldest one in my, in my class. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, st- I graduated in 2018, and I'm 56 today, and so that was four years ago. Four years in February, so I was fifty-two when I graduated. Um, boy, taxed my brain out for a while, but um, oh, no. it, it was it was worth it. I um, I look back now and I enjoy it. Some days were not as enjoyable, but uh, that's how it, that's how it goes. Um, how I got to, um, at, okay. So before, while I was in college, um, there was this thing that went through actually the united states it was part of the patriot act and part of the patriot act they were pretty much federalizing a lot of the ways that they were doing the police departments sheriff's departments boy this is gonna this is gonna ruffle some feathers oh well here it goes oh man i just hit it deep and so (laughs) uh, there were some issues about it in 2004 that i did not agree with and i started going to quorum court and so i went to quorum court for three months in a row and i was kind of listening how that thing was handed down before they voted um i got my notes together i i was still getting working on my bachelor's degree in education Uh, this this kind of stuff doesn't help you get a teacher's degree i mean doesn't help you get a teacher's job but um i went in before the quorum court and i voiced my opposition laid out my facts had some handouts i passed out my handouts I kind of got the nod, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, anyway, money is the prime initiative, and I understand the funding of law enforcement. Um, I didn't agree how the federal government was doing things on uh, it just seemed like it was prostituting <laughs> prostituting somehow we were doing things. and so um, and I know that we needed equipment. I mean, sheriff's department—they need—they they need equipment like uh, radios and stuff like that. I just didn't agree with the way it was going through, and so I voiced my opposition. I was so fired up after that, after getting turned down. Um, I had an attorney there in, in the quorum court come up and tell me. He said, "Son," he says, "you—you you, all your all your positions are correct and right, but he says you're never going to win this battle." I'm like okay, so I then went to uh, Mountain Home City Council, and I went to Gasville City Council, I went to Salesville, did the same yada yada yada, and didn't I didn't succeed, but I learned the process, and I was learning how it actually worked, and so I thought someday um, when the time is right, I want to I want to make a difference, and the way I want to make a difference, I don't think it should be a career um i want to have a job but then how the founders actually started it i mean this is not your lifelong career of just staying in office for i don't know how many years you need to have a business or a profession or whatever and then you know you do that but then you can serve your country doing this also and so having a military background i thought this is another way to serve and so um it never was a really good time until but my son is out of college. He's got his graduate degree. He's a professor now. And my daughter graduates from Euler down at Little Rock um, coming up this year. And so it just seemed like the right time uh, on time-wise, on timing. And so that's what I did. And when I filed, I, I had op- I, I had some bucking and opposition for when I was going to file because of my position at the library. So uh, I finally got a... Uh, I got a, 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 a position and recognition from the secretary of state, like the last day oh, at seven o'clock in the morning, they called me and they said, yes, you're an American citizen. You can run, run. And so I filed the last day with three other people on the docket already. And so there's four of us. Ta-da!
0: And and these are partisan elections.
1: These are partisan elections. Okay. And I Kind of made up my mind. Well, Phooey, if I can't, you know, honestly, I'm on the Republican ticket, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty conservative. Um, the thing is, if you're not on a ticket, and you you know this, if you're not yeah. on a ticket, what it's going to cost them put up to pull out doing things like this, and especially just getting the petitions signed that many people. Get, I mean, yeah, if you're a regular man wanting to run. It's it's difficult to be an independent, and I like the name of your Arkansas Independence. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's not just a party thing. It's a mind frame. It is a of, mindset. That's exactly what it it's is. It's a mindset, yeah. and I want you know I may have a lot of attributes here, but you know I I want we were founded on independence and how this actually worked, and so. Um, I was just made up, you know, if I didn't get the Republic, if I couldn't pull it off Republican, somehow help me Jesus, I'll do it independent. So that was my mind mindset. So anyway, I'm in, I'm in the Republican ticket and there's three other, three others running against me.
0: Okay. So how, how will that work then since there's four Republicans, like, will two of you go on to the general or, um, okay. The
1: top two, um, the top two of us, we will have a runoff in June. OK, uh, so the it's June 20. Uh, May 24th is our is our primary date. And I believe it's June 23rd ish. Don't quote me. It's June 20 something. Yeah, um, I think it's 23rd that we will do the runoff. And so there's no other opposition. There's no Democrat running for this position. Uh, so it'll be that will be. The election day, if it's a runoff yeah. in June.
0: Gotcha. So, in a situation like, say, one person wins by a, lo- a landslide, would there just be no runoff? Or would there still no runoff.
1: be runoff? I need 51%. <laughs> oh, okay. So, it really has to be like, yeah. <laughs> I need 51%, and everyone else kind of dawdle around with 15%, <laughs> yeah. give or take.
0: Which is statistically uh, not likely for any candidate, not just, you know. Statistically,
1: yeah. it's not. Yeah, that's It's a not. There. But, okay. uh, that's why i've got a fire lit underneath me and i'm knocking on as many doors as i can um talking to as many people as i can so yeah that's kind of where we're at well i'm just going to back up
0: for one second just because uh, we are doing this virtually you know and it sometimes it can drop out or something just for a second but i wanted to make sure i understood you that the I guess I was trying to single in on that, the thing that got you off the couch and it sounded like your opposition to the Patriot Act or at least components of it was that thing.
1: There was a component of that that I did. Yes. Okay. There was a couple components, but we don't have time to get that's
0: Fair <laughs> enough. That's, our,
1: that's water under the bridge. But yes, uh, okay. that was that was the one thing that was. And even after that, I ended up on a TV show on Channel seven for 13 weeks debating issues and yeah. it was the fair and balanced show of political talk. And there were, th- there were, um, <laughs> there were three Democrats, one Republican and one constitutionalist. Yeah. And so, uh, the fair and balanced thing. Okay. So,
0: well, <laughs> so what has been, uh, you know, you mentioned that you were walk, you're, uh, getting around knocking on doors and stuff. I mean, what, what has been kind of the campaign strategy for you so far?
1: um making people aware and letting them know what you know i'm running for jp district number 10 justice of the peace quorum court those are still foreign issues to probably 80 percent ish i'm guessing 80 percent of the people i talk to they they're not really cognizant. they know it's there but what does it do and um so that's, I, I educate them as quick as I can in 20 seconds. And boom, 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 this is it.
0: So tell, <laughs> yeah, tell us, I mean,
1: give us your spiel. Like, okay. what, what's a JP court, do? the JP? The JP, they, they said you have the county judge, and underneath the county judge are, are 11. Uh, justices that sit underneath the county judge representing each district in the county. So Baxter County has 11 districts. Other counties will have other districts. But I have around 4,800 people in this district. And so I'm going to represent 4,800 people. Um, So what we do, it goes anywhere. Um, They help. Sometimes they pass ordinances to increase your property taxes. And that happens and our property taxes have been going up. And so I think this year our property taxes went up. Uh, it was it was marked. I mean, it was a marked difference. I'm like, whoa, doggone it. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it affects your property. It affects your insurance because um, a JP in, in my district, I have fire departments and they're going to need funding and grants. And so to do that, you need a justice of the peace uh, bringing, sponsoring an ordinance to get this passed. So, what happens? These fire departments will raise a lot of times will raise half the money or whatever, and they say, "Okay, to the state, we have half the money." The JP basically looks at that and said, "Yes, I'm sponsoring this ordinance. They can do this. We need the money for new equipment for radios, and radios are the big in Baxter County right now. Radios uh, for the fire department—it's a big thing. And we just we just uh, passed." Ordinance to get some radios in, but it only supplied half of our firemen.
0: Would you say half? Now I'm I'm a millennial. Okay, so. Okay. Patience with me just for a second. It's okay. (laughs) When you, when you say that they need radios, of course I'm thinking like CBs, you know, to communicate with. Um, Right. But man, that seems like something that they should have had in 1982. Like, are we that far behind? They
1: all do have radios now, but they are not up to date and they're not current with, with the bands that they need and the power. Yeah. Um, I, I think some of them are, you know, they're repairing them. And so, um, they passed 90 some thousand dollars. Um, I, I don't have that here. They passed around a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. It was I think it was around 120. I cannot remember at the moment. It's not off for, for radios and they supplied half of the radios. Um, the other half, they need some more funding to get those radios in. How this affects us—it affects our insurance mm-hmm. because oh, okay. fire departments have ISO ratings, and those ISO ratings for your municipality or your rural district will affect your insurance. So, I mean, this is coming right down to what we're paying every year or every month for our insurance. This this affects us. Um, the other things are the road, the county road and bridges. Um, And it also affects the sheriff's department, which is not just the deputies, but the cars, the the sheriff's department, the jail, uh, all that kind of funding that goes through the quorum court. And so it's it's a lot of the business dealings of the county. And then you also have all the employees, too. Uh, But it's the business dealings of the county. And so that's why quorum court is pretty important and you you guys are the gatekeepers of the budget
0: in a sense i mean that's kind of what it comes we are to. the gatekeepers yeah. yes
1: they they are the gatekeepers of the budget
0: yeah. yes well yeah but we're assuming that you're going to be there soon. we're
1: assuming <laughs> to <gonna> be there
0: <laughs>
1: sure i'll go with that cool
0: uh, yeah so what is the, what, you know, you, because, because you have such a short, well, we're in early voting now already as people are hearing this, but yeah, I mean, what is this? Cause your, your finish line is like close. A lot of times we think of the election as out in November, but yours is actually here in just a couple of months. So, you know, what's
1: my, the, my finish line isn't, yeah, I've, I've just got, I've got 14 days left. I got two weeks left. Well, if you don't, the don't have a right. If I, and then if I have a runoff, I have, uh, I've got, there's four, I got six weeks. Yeah. If I have the runoff. And so, um, and so that, that, that's, yeah, the crunch time is coming. Um, and honestly, I, I'm going to, and you've probably been hearing the same thing. The, the economy has been a pinch, it's a pretty big pinch on people. Um, I, I'm just going to say I, I have Gasville, Cotter, Whiteville. Um, mm-hmm. We have some within the area. We do have some um, wealthy. Uh, I mean, we have some good um, land that's for wealthy people. It's few and far between. I have a lot of rural middle middle class, but I will tell you, Derek. I, I, I stop at homes and I go inside of homes and I, I visit for a moment and suit so, to some people that are on the edge of poverty or they are in poverty. And they they live a half mile from me. Yeah. Um, some live a mile from me and you know what? I have driven down highway one twenty six and did not realize there were people down that dirt road all the time and man you stop and start knocking on doors. Um, people are, honestly, people are just tickled that somebody who's running for office knocked on their door Yeah. and, uh, just pay attention to them for a moment and listen. Um, so I, I, I'm a communicator. I believe in talking and speech and everything else. And, uh, this week has been a really big learning curve this past week of shutting up and listening. And I have... It's in, in a lot of different areas, but there. The, I, I wrote on Facebook. I, I write a little thing every so every week. I would like to write stuff on Facebook. Yeah, we follow. You. I, I, and so uh, I had a gentleman on that one thing. I had a gentleman come up. I'm not going to do the burp. I had a burping kid. I had a burping <laughs> yeah, conversation, right. but. But it preface that, I came up and a couple days later, there's a gentleman, I talked to his wife, everything, I mean, I, I, I'm i pretty good at laying out my spiel in about a minute and 15 mm-hmm. seconds, and I can, boom, I'm gone, and uh, because they're eating dinner and I can see it, I can smell it on their breath, there's spaghetti yeah. on your breath, man, um, but I talked to her, I did my thing, she was so nice. And she had a little girl, you know, had some kids in there. And so I walked out and I didn't realize the husband was standing in the garage, in the open garage, listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see him in there, but he was there. And I walked out and he caught me by the arm and he said, Mr. Anderson, I know you cannot stop taxes by yourself, but I want you, I want you to think about me and my family I mean, and so, I mean, he didn't, he didn't lay a big thing on you have to, st- you know, yeah. I'm not a one man campaign to, to stop everything and do, but honestly, it was one of those stop, breathe and listen. And like, oh my goodness, this has to do with, this has to do with people, um, putting food on the table yeah. and everything else of, of what we do in our decisions. And so it, it was just, it was a really big it wasn't an epiphany, but it was just one of those good pause and breathe and like, okay this this is some real stuff going down. That's the kind so. of
0: stuff that snaps you back into the present.
1: It does yeah, it does and uh, so that that was uh, when was that was last last Thursday night and I just came back home like, hmm, huh I mean I, and the guy just took me by the hand and he was so sincere. Um, younger than I, I mean, I could be his dad. I'm, I'm 56. He looked to maybe he's probably 30 and he just talked to me as a young man. I'm like, he, my, my son's 27, 28, mm-hmm. somewhere through there. And I, you know, it just, it reminded me of my son. What would happen if he was in that situation? I don't know. It just, it just one of those things. And so um, it, it just kind of takes the word politics I mean, it comes comes from the root word of poly. It's it has to do with people. But boy, does this have to do with people? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when people are in in, in tight situations. And so uh, when we when we make a vote, we affect we affect a lot of things. And here's one thing that, you know, I, I went and talked with the mayors and the mayor at Cotter, I will tell you what, we sat down and talked for a while. Just him talking about how we vote in quorum court, how it affects what he has to do in Cotter with the employees, with the pay raises and what the county does and what he has to do, the counter and the tax base that's going on in Mountain Home, what he has to do and and how it affects back and forth. And so we're not an island unto ourselves. I mean, we, you know, you, you can be in a Mountain Home municipality in the city limits, but you affect you can affect Gasville, Whiteville, Cotter. You could you affect other things. And so uh, it's just one of those wake up moments. And so it, it was a good lesson.
0: Well, let's say it, just to get you on the next thing, you know, if you're elected, then um, what direction do you want to see Quorum Court go? Or, right? you know, how do you obviously you have told us why you want to run and you're passionate about serving, but which direction do you really want to see things go in? if you could you know have your way or be able to influence things
1: um well number one on a personal i want to just do something on a personal then i'll go out to corporate on a personal level um i think and what, what i would really love to do i would love to mentor someone else and other people i don't care if it's one person or if it's 10 people doesn't have to be every night of the week just have certain times and sessions to mentor people to run for public office to know this is what a quorum court does this is what we do in there uh i, I sat in there for since 2018 uh learning the process um there was a lot of things i thought i knew um when i was in grad school uh, towards the end we were talk, talking about public office and stuff and, and the One of the professors made the comment. He wrote it out in a post. He said, for those of you thinking about running for office, and he said, I know a few of you are, he said... Do not run for public office when you get right out of college. You need to sit and listen for a couple of years, whether it's state legislature, where, where wherever it's at, you need to sit and listen and you just or you just need to go out and sit and listen to the constituents and hear what they have to say. Get the book knowledge out of your brain. You know, you can still use that, uh, but get back down to earth and see how real living is. And so that's been four years for me. And I think the best way to serve, honestly, for myself is train others and show others if others come up and say hey what's going on here even if it's after quorum court if impromptu i will uh, but i think we ought to be open and available to mentor and it's not it's not done yeah and i understand it it's busy we have busy lives next hectic. corporately on the quorum court um well i i think whenever grants are doled out, like we have this big COVID grant, I I think we need to step back and be cognizant of in the future of where we are putting the money out at. Um, I, I, you know, we affect the community, but uh, I, I I have a, you know, we, we just uh, the quorum court passed $275,000 for the saddle club. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have no problem. I mean, I grew up on a farm. I grew up on farms and did stuff. I have no problem with, with all that. Um, but when we also have the fire department only having half of their equipment and we're doing something like that, I, I think we just need to take a breather, table it for, be able be, be willing to not push it through and table for another month and say, Hey, let's, let's, let's draw back here and let's, let's, um, put the brakes on before we start, you know, passing out money and stuff like that. And I understand grants. I write grants. At my work, I write grants. I've written grants. I wrote grants before uh, when I was a school teacher over at Yaleville. Uh, I understand grants. The money will be there, but we need to be cognizant of how that is spent and where it benefits, um, what the mandate and, and the priority for the quorum court is and i think number one it would be our fire departments um to make sure all that's taken care of and we and honestly we have some very well funded fire departments some fire departments in the county are not as wealthy and as funded and so um i think we just need to watch out for our whole county on that
0: the fire departments out there yep. in those more rural areas, they struggle. Rural to areas, keep up.
1: absolutely. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Which is pretty important because I grew up out in Viola, you know, and, and that's all you got, oh, like, did, did, you're 30 minutes from, yeah, I mean, if you need a police oh, officer or
1: anything, you know,
0: um, yeah. you got to You're remote. Rely, huh?
1: Yeah, you are remote and you do yeah. not have a fire hydrant near your house to drop your insurance <laughs> rate down. You've, yeah. You you got to wait for a pump truck to come to your house.
0: Yeah, absolutely absolutely yeah so that idea of a mentorship program is is pretty interesting on the personal level and then prioritizing the budget uh for fire departments i heard you there i have a question about um you know if i don't know if if i need to direct the question somewhere else you can tell me i'm just wondering because you referenced so um there's an election going on for county judge right now. Coincidentally, there's also yeah. four Republicans running for that position against each other. Yes. And, uh, and you know, so I've been soaking up some of that material once they their things that wraps last night and this, this um, 275,000 for the saddle club came up. It's been written about in the press, of course, so, you know, the information's out there, but... Yes. Um, my question is, if you know, because... uh Uh, You know, they were also kind of referring to this bucket of money that they were pulling from as COVID money. And I was wondering, is is this COVID money a part of the American Rescue Plan? Is it a part of ARPA or did this come before as a part of the original, like back in... What, no, what is, I,
1: I believe this is American rescue plan. I, I think I, okay. am not, and I am not going to be a hundred percent sure on that, but I did ask the other day, how much money's left in that bucket.
0: Okay. What'd you, what answer did you get there?
1: <laughs> Around a hundred. Uh, I was told by a Cornport member who's pretty well in the know there, there's <laughs> about $136,000 left. And then he said, watch out. They're going to start, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're going to start lining up. And, um, so, uh, and, but I I would, I do want to say I am not in opposition to the saddle club. Um, It is part of our, I'm a historian. It's part of our history of America, horses, the the, the whole, I mean, I understand it and I get it and what the, and I will say they made, the saddle club made one of the most passionate appeals. 30 minutes that I have heard in a long time from any organization. I mean, they, they did their, I, 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 salute them. Yeah. They, they lobbied the way they should have. They, 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 they made their speeches. They were talked to quorum court judges out in the hallway. That's the, that's American politics. That's the way yeah. you do it. I mean, I was, um, I wish, um, in my personal opinion, I'm just going to say this. I wish that there would be something called it. They would, it would be contingent upon a future business plan and what's going to happen in the future because you just cannot wait on, uh, on funds like this um, they they are only drawing anywhere from seven to ten thousand dollars a year, and that pays that basically pays for their maintenance and everything else for every year. But they they really need uh, some other people, and uh, they need a way for building the foundation up, and they they need a plan for that. And if if I were there, I would say uh, we're, you can get some money, but it would be contingent upon show me your business plan. You you go to a bank, you want the money, you got to have a business. Plan. Plan. exactly yeah you gotta have a that's, plan that's,
0: <laughs> yeah well when I read about it online and I wasn't there I wasn't there at the quorum court meeting but when I read about it online um you know it almost seemed like just as simple as the Saddle Club failed to plan for a rainy day so to speak because all the stuff they were making money and they were talking about what they're given here and what their their contributions to the community were never in question It was right. Hey, you can't give money away when your bathrooms are falling apart. But now, you know. Now, of course, that's being subsidized with a grant, which is okay. That's what the grants (sighs) are for, as you're saying, right? Uh, I, I, you know, but hey, man, it would have been maybe start a rainy day fund at the least, you know.
1: Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, I would, you know, honestly, I'm not an enemy to them. I would just love to sit down and talk to them because I work on the I work with the library and I see what a foundation does. Our library could not get the millage increase or anything for a new library in 2004. I mean, that thing fell flat on its face in 2004. It was a disaster. But what what really helped and turned us around? Uh, There's a guy on the board called his name is Sonny Sharp, and he started. He said, "Listen, this is our this is our opportunity and chance to go out into the community and draw on sources." And I believe that um, I I have no problem with drawing in corporate support and. Putting up signs or whatever, sponsoring things. Uh, that's how we did it at Reynolds uh, Library, at the Baxter County Library. We went to the Reynolds Foundation and got $9.3 million, but it was contingent upon us raising $2 million from the community. Yeah. And we, we I'll be honest, we had a really good team there. We sold the vision. Yeah. People saw the vision. Um, so, I mean, you, you people, you know, people saw it. They saw what could happen. And we had, we had opposition in 2004. Friends of the taxpayers just went straight against the library. Boom. <laughs> yeah. When we, when we started selling the vision, we were supported by the friends of the library. I mean, yeah. I mean, not the friends, Taxpayer. the friends of the ta- Baxter County uh, taxpayers. Yeah. And so those who are enemies were flipped yeah. and uh, just by using corporate mm-hmm. and community funds and raising that up. And so, I believe that's an alternative that we should be using more. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, don't have a problem with that.
0: One of the things that, uh, maybe I'll ask you about this. One of the things that was coming up during the county judge thing was the, like the county assessor and collector and some of those offices are downtown in the entertainment district, and that's potentially something the quorum court could vote on relocating them or, uh, you know, or maybe, uh, selling off some of those properties you a privy to that
1: no I'm not okay I am not privy to that I heard it was somebody mentioned that to me this morning yeah and I'm like oh gone I didn't hear I should have been. I was out knocking on doors that evening
0: oh I think you know it was just a question I don't think it's something that's been like uh presented yeah. in the court or anything like that it was just but it make it makes you wonder because it seems um there's a, kind of two things that are working against each other right there where you got those government offices in that district, which, of course, the district came second. I understand that, but that real estate's yes. worth
1: a lot more than it was two years ago, you know? It sure is. And, so. I, you know, and I, I saw uh, Russell the other day and I said, man, I applaud. I mean, for the yeah. things that are going downtown, I applaud them. I mean, I'm impressed. I mean… I love that hist- i love that whole historic district but that building yeah. right there that building right there experienced an explosion in 1908 a, a guy named uh, austin baker was in there and and, <laughs> and uh, dynamite blew up and he eventually died two weeks later after that and so anyway yeah another, another rabbit trail some other day so
0: <laughs> yeah you would be proud to know they had a they had a film showing there the other night with the undamned movie the history of the buffalo river yes thing or uh not the history necessarily but just the story of it and uh, right we rode our bikes down there and went and watched it because we're only we're just a couple miles from there
1: oh okay yeah I'm, so anyway i i heard about that going on um yep
0: cool when, I, when
1: i inquired i've like they said well we're out of tickets i'm like that's okay they went i fast. need to be doing other kind of work yeah <laughs> so. i hear you
0: I'm my election my uh, you know our thing is not till November thankfully so I have a lot more time than
1: you do to stretch everything you do out. you do <laughs> how are you feeling about that I'm just asking
0: yeah no uh I'm feeling good about it like you I've never ran before either and um so it's kind of a it's an entirely new experience and especially running yeah it. um I'm the first Democrat on the ballot and 15 years and i'm a moderate democrat at that so you know it's uh it's interesting yeah, that's right yeah in the in the senate position i think there's been some in some of the other positions but
1: yeah yeah i, I will tell you it, it is a mental head game mm-hmm. it's a spiritually mental head game um uh, okay i don't have that many signs out i, I try to put out signs but I'm, I'm hitting some opposition with the signs um But when you go, you you drive around and see a whole lot more signs of your opposition. It's a mental head game, and the first week it ate my lunch. Honestly, I mean, I I sat in the van one time and just like, oh crap, you know, (laughs) like Jesus, why am I? I mean, did did I hear wrong? Am I supposed to be doing this? Um, But you know, I'm I'm feeling much better about it, and so it, but mentally. It really, it's it's hard some mm-hmm. days, and uh, but then you just keep hitting another, and all of a sudden, you'll hit a house, and somebody will just love you. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's better now. I can hit a few more houses.
0: You know, this uh, is mentally. a lot. It's a lot. I used to work in sales, and I would work in, sometimes in like a sales industry where maybe your closing percentage is like, you know, like you could be closing at 20% and making a great deal amount of money and depending on what, what it is that you're, you know, selling. But, yeah, you know, you the salespeople that would come or that I would train or whatever, you know, you, they would hear no so many times and they would get defeated. And man, the second you get that sale, the second you get that yes, it turns everything around. And so the game is, if you understand... That you're only gonna hear say yes twice out of every 10 people you're winning you're winning the game but it's so hard for people to see that when they're going through 16 24 no's a
1: day to get the eight yeses you know right i uh I, i i am not really the best salesman to handle and stuff like that um but um in 2013 i had a book come out and I had a publishing company. It wasn't self-published. It was from a publishing company, and they gave me a publicist, and she told me how to sell books at my table, yeah. and uh, I, I went to Mountain Home one day and uh, at a bookstore, and I started selling my books, and they only expected me to sell 10 books. And at the end of my little session, I had, uh, I had 56 books sold just because I passed out cards, stood on the right-hand side, had a black table. I did everything that my publicist said, yeah. and I kept passing out cards. And she says, you keep throwing out cards. She says, every one to two cards out of 10, she says, you're, you're going to, they're going to come back to you. Yeah. And by doggies, she was right. And so, yeah. uh, that kind of taught me a lesson like, okay, you just got to keep taking the nose.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when you don't, you know, we kind of we mentioned budgeting and stuff. I don't know if we did it during the podcast or before, but, you know, you and I aren't playing with a million dollars. So it's like you really got to you really got to be very careful with what you spend your money on and how you manage the campaign. Right. And uh, those signs so I was going through-
1: no, they no, they're not. I had a guy pull my sign out of uh, of his of his yard, and I went and knocked on his door and said, uh, "Why? Are you, what? What? What happened to my sign?" I said, it, "It was it was within your yard. It was not on, on the city block. You know, it was not in city limit, uh, the city right of way." Yeah. He says, "Well, my wife said you're running against uh, this opponent." I said, "No, no, no, Tink Albright. She's not even in my district." And he and I like, "Yes, you are." I'm like honestly, I'm not. And yeah. so, um, I've pulled my sign out. I finally, he said, can, can he have her, his sign back? I'm like, come on, that thing cost me $8 and 75 cents. I'm like, "That that's, that's, that's eight to me, eight seventy. That's a sign. Yeah. And so I got my sign back. And so it was in the garage <laughs> and got another one in behind someone else's house. So people are pulling signs because of different things so anyway um you know you kind of walk back to your it's like like the walk of shame back to your car <laughs> 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 that's oh that's man so i haven't oh, well. done any signs i'll
0: be honest with you and i'm really debating on i know it sounds uh, absolutely absurd but
1: i don't know if i'm gonna do any at all Derek, i hate signs i hate them too i hate them i hate them with and i've had people going and I asked him to put up signs and I had one lady said, she says, man, it's just junked up with signs. I said, yeah. I know it. And I said, you know what? I am not going to ask you. She said, really? I said, you know, I'm going to withdraw that. And she says, thank you so much. She said, I'll vote for you. I'm like, yeah. oh. I said, please, if you're not going to put up my sign, please do. Yeah. Um,
0: well, I think you got so. the right idea because uh, you know, to me, one meaningful interaction is is worth is going to be worth more than the drive-bys you're going to get on that on on yeah. a yard sign we're talking right. about, i mean i'm a little bit more bullish on billboards but on
1: billboards you know yeah. what yard signs and a billboard i, I if i were you i would i get a I get a couple billboards in some prime locations i yeah. would
0: yeah I have that's, a, that's I mean, what i would do i have a lot more personal interest in in that approach but i mean i'm we're obviously playing the digital game really hard at the moment because until we get further in you know we'll start implementing the phone phone calls and going door to door and all the traditional stuff but i got a lot of media and videos and things like that planned is that's because where that's where my strength is in online
1: communication so i'm right i uh and my strength is in actually writing, yeah, putting out a post um, and just face to face. I'll be honest with you. I'm a talker. I yeah. can talk. Well, that's good. And so uh, so if I can talk, that's my strength. And if yeah. I can write, that's my strength. Um, when I see someone opponent sign, I go to their house and try to flip them. Yeah. Just, I, I mentioned that before, but that'll, I'll go ahead and say, because my strength is not a sign. It's communication.
0: Yeah so so i'll put you on the spot there vincent just you know out of you and your opponents um you know why i'm i'm a constituent by the way so i can fairly ask this because i'm in mount home that's that's your oh no you don't you're not i'm not just no i'm gasville
1: whiteville cotter but that's okay hit it i'm gonna ask you
0: anyway yeah well i mean because there's four of you and people have to make a choice you know why why at the end of the day should you be the one that they vote for
1: Um, number one, um, I have, I, I just don't say, okay, I'm, this, this sounds self-serving cotton picking. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm I'm just going to say it. Here it goes. Um, I have gone for four years and I have studied this thing. I mean, consistently I've taken notes, um, when COVID was taking place. They didn't have quorum court in the public meeting. They had it online. You can go back and review it and watch it again. I did that. Um, I get the notes from the county clerk. I review the notes every month. I, I know what's going to happen. I've studied that. I've gone, talked, I've talked to firemen, fire chiefs. I got on the, I went to the fire chiefs meeting. I went to the fire chiefs meeting a few, about a month ago. This, listen to this crap. We had, <laughs> we had, we had, Eight years ago, we had 470 volunteer firemen. Today, we have 200, around 240-ish. Wow, that's a huge drop, yeah. That's a huge drop, and the demographic in there, there's a lot of gentlemen and ladies my age and older who are on the fire departments. We need a revamping. Um, we need to refocus and get the communities involved in saying, hey, your fire department needs you uh, physically physically. Uh, I, I've got three ruptured discs and I've deal with that. I am not a prime candidate to go in mm-hmm. and drag a hose. Um, but the one thing I am, I do, and I'm going to bring this back up again. Um, I've studied this thing. I've listened. I have watched, um, I've watched debates. I've, I've watched, I've looked at budgets. I've watched sheriff's budgets been submitted. I I've, I've read over it and I I've put in the work to to go right into that. I know the context. <clears throat> I have done the work. The, I, the others that I run against, um, I have not seen them there, but I've, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've lived and breathed this for four years and I'm, I'm ready to step in and do it. Uh, if, if the people vote and want me in, I, I will, I will work it. The, the number one issue thing is, It's in my heart as I'm an American. Okay, I'm a veteran. I I grew up pretty patriotic. Um, I believe in serving. You need to serve somewhere. You need to serve your fellow man. You need to serve your community. Um, I want to serve in this. Uh, If I get defeated and I cannot serve in this, I will figure out another way to serve. Um, But I believe God put this in my heart to serve now. Um, I, I just feel that. Uh, doors have opened up for this me to do this, even though it was the last day, stinking day, and I had an hour and a half to go before the deadline. Um, it still opened up, and I, I think, um, that that's a, I think for personally that's a, that's that's where I come from. Another thing that I really believe in is that we have rights, and we don't have privileges. Um, I, w- I was on the the state board for I was a commissioner for five years till till last January for state parks. And and I've gone to hear governor speeches and he talks about state parks and he talks about the wonderful privileges that we have. Are you are you kidding me? We don't have privileges. Do you realize we we're paying 18.9 cents a gallon? To state taxes for some kind of privilege, it's not a privilege. That's a right. Yeah. And so I, I don't think we have the right to desecrate and go in and do a lot of stuff. But I think we have the right to Arkansas to to uh, to have access to a lot of things in the parks. I believe in also preserving that we, you know, you need to step back and okay, we're going to use this part. And I'm and I'm and I'm pretty environmental. I I grew up a hunter fisher. Yeah. Uh, But I am a very environmental guy because I love the White River. I love this area. Environmentally, I care about it. And I'll be honest with you, Republicans have a black eye and bloody nose many times over environment. And I'll I'll be honest with you, Um, you know, years ago, I just thought, well, God created the earth and it'll bounce back. I've changed. And Derek, I don't mind saying, you know, there's times in my life I am wrong and I repent. Yeah, uh, I'm. And my mom told me years ago when I got in trouble, she said, "Always be quick to repent." Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I was nine years old, swinging on the on the clothesline trying to be Spider Man, and I broke it. Yeah. And I went inside and told my mom and said, "Listen, I swung on the clothesline. You told me not to. I broke it." She said, "Always be quick to repent. Just because you told me that, I'm not going to whip you." Yeah. Like. <gasps> Whoa! What a what a lesson. But I, I, you know, I, I, I am, I am more cognizant over the years. My daughter has really helped me out too on that too. <laughs> but I am more cognizant over the years, um, that how we are tied to the land. I, I worked at a resort in two thousand and one for a season and a half on the White River at the Rainbow Drive Resort, and. I, you know, I, I grew up around here, but I didn't realize the economic impact that resorts and fishing for trout have, and how much revenue that comes in. And it was one of the best things I did. It it was a hard experience, but it's one of the best th- learning tools I had, just living through mm-hmm. working on the river and working on a dock, and so yep. uh, and seeing everyone come in. So I'm. I think I'm pretty well rounded to be in this position. So there's my answer.
0: (laughs) Well, that's a good answer. And I appreciate you being so candid about, you know, being, you know, where you maybe aren't, um, where you consider the bigger aspects of the environmental issues. And I feel like there's really, there's two kinds of environmentalists. There's. There's your tree huggers that just want to shut everything down tonight. And then there's guys like me and you that want to make sure that our grandkids can hunt white tailed deer and turkey someday here. And that we don't have smog in the air and trash in our rivers and more of the, I really, uh, I I don't know if you watch a meat eater or if you've ever getting into like Steve Rinella or some of that kind of movement that's getting popular, but um, conservation that is being driven by hunters, is something that's making leaps and bounds. And uh, I hope to have them on here soon, but there's an organization wow. that you would like called the uh, Arkansas Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. And they, okay. they're they nonpartisan and they work to keep public lands public and to make sure that our access to those public lands doesn't get compromised. And they play a huge role even, even here in Arkansas, sometimes in making sure that, you know, like the pine tree, uh, research center was almost sold off, which was like 10, 10s of thousands of acres of public hunting land. That was over closer to Jonesboro, but I, you and, and I have a lot of yeah. similar interest in that area. Be, and I think right. it's because of the way you framed it of when you're out there in nature as a, I always say like, no one really cares more about conservation than hunters do if you sit and talk with them. Cause they're the, they're the ones that are passing on like the medium sized bucks and. They're the ones out there hunting coyotes so that the turkeys come back. And I mean, they get it, you know, they get it cause yeah. they're there in the woods every day. Um, so, you know, the left would find some more support on that. If, if back to submitting a plan, like more of a gradual plan instead of a sudden shift, that's where I feel like I'm trying to kind of pull, pull two things together I there could,
1: a little bit. I, I agree.
0: Yeah. So anyway, good to hear that. Um, Vincent, I think I'll, I don't really have anything else for you. I'll shut it down, but I do want to ask um, if people want to, you know, donate to your campaign in the in the final moments here or just learn more about you or reach out to you, where's the best place for people to go to have that next step with you?
1: Actually, um, I'm on Facebook, Vincent, okay. Vincent S. Anderson. You can go there. I also have a Facebook of elect Vincent S. Anderson. I'll be honest with you. I don't get as much traffic on that one, but on my regular Facebook, um, I I get a lot of traffic there. Um, I, you know, when I, and I write my stories, um, I, I, you know, I've been writing stories for a while, uh, Mm um, from writing my stories. Uh, Another thing that I do part-time, I've taught Chinese children for three and a half years in China, mainland China. Yes, I teach communists. (laughs) <laughs> I'm a Republican and I teach communist ch- children to uh, speak English. And what I really do, I, I think I brainwash them to love freedom and liberty. And I've even had them singing God Bless America. Um, something's working because, because
0: there's videos coming out of Shanghai and they are starting to protest over
1: there. Like it's – it's They are. Something's have, turning over there. I have lost all my kids and I've got one kid left and it's kind of a – he says that he's in – Okay, officially he's in Hong Kong, but every yeah. so often, like this morning, he's like, here in Shanghai. Yeah. Oh, Hong Kong. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah. But yeah, back to my thing. I'm on Facebook, I, I do write, um, and I do post. And, you know, I also, I'm a historian, so I do a lot of history stuff and reflection. So, um, just kind of my own u- unique blend of things. And, and so I, I think part of this, part of being going through the election process win or lose I think it's part of a good narrative and story it's uh we can all grow by it and um so that's 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 where I'm after um so yeah
0: Well I sure appreciate you coming on and I'm not in your district but if I was it would be an easy pick for me I would vote <laughs> for you hands down Well thank you I hope to see you there and I hope I win too and then maybe we can do some some stuff together who knows Maybe we can
1: do some stuff together and yeah. uh maybe in the future we can do some uh white river stuff how about De- that
0: definitely want to do that for sure yeah, so sounds hey good for anybody listening um you can check down in the comments below I'm gonna follow up with Vincent and make sure I get his email and things like that just so you can reach out to him and if you got any questions or just want to you know sound it sounds like we all need that yes once in a while or that keep going man so send Vincent a little <laughs> note of support if you get this and yeah, Vince, you got anything you want
1: to close with, other than what you've already said? Or? Um, no, I think I think, I'm, I, think um, I think I'm feeling pretty good. You know, honestly, um, I, I have come to peace at it, and I, I think you know there's four of us running, and I think I'm in the runoff. Good. That's my prediction. Um, if if I'm wrong, you know, that night I'll chuckle and like, oh crap, I'm wrong. But it'll be okay. When we get to (laughs)
0: that, when we get to that final day, maybe we can have you back to talk about what's changed because you'll be in like your anxious state then, you know, so. (laughs) <laughs>
1: you know, I'll tell you what that night I, I also work that night at the courthouse I oh, take no. the I, I take the stats oh, wow. uh, from the I, I take the stats I get paid I work for I do part-time jobs listen uh, I work for a company called Edison Research and I recall I in the I call on the numbers to Edison Research up in New York City and they dole them out to uh, NBC ABC CBS CNN wow. and Fox and so so I've been doing that for four years, for the last two elections, and so I'm going to be doing it for this primary. And so, cool. but I'll be at the courthouse, all right, till all the numbers are in.
0: Well, if so. you're listening to this, thank you, and we're going to have more episodes coming out soon. Make sure you check out the notes below for Vincent's information, and we're going to be back with you soon. Thank you, Derek. I wish the best for you. Have a good evening.